Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Tripping Over the Room, a podcast about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness for millennial newlyweds, Dasha. (laughs) (laughs) And J5. (laughs) But what does that like even really mean? Have you ever thought about our little definition? Talking about the life, love, and pursuit of happiness? Yeah. I thought about it when we first created it. (laughs) I haven't thought about it much since then. Yeah, well, I thought I'd take this opportunity to let everyone know that we're going to go into a new format. Instead of just focusing on one of those things per episode, we're going to see if we can kind of discuss maybe all three and just give different perspectives on each on thing. On each topic, yes. On, so kind of, on, I get what you're saying. Like kind of run through what's going on in life, what's right. going on in love. Yeah. And... And our pursuits of happiness, yeah. Because we never did, like, explain what that was. I think we started the podcast before we came up with the description. Definitely. (laughs) Life, of course, it's that news story, that culture that's happening and how it affects us. I don't really like talking about, like, celebrity news or gossip because if I were a celebrity, I wouldn't want people gossiping about me, but... (laughs) And for me, I don't even think it's just news, like... It's also about your journey. Yeah. You know, um, being a young adult. Hashtag adulting. Yeah. (laughs) I was about to say, um, you know, kind of switching from that young adult to just adult age. You know, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Basically, like (laughs) kids don't look at you as like the cool older cousin anymore. Now you're just another adult in the family. (laughs) I don't think that's true. I think we surveyed all my little cousins. They would still look at me as the cool older cousin. But no, like even at work, I work with a guy who is um, 19. You know, he's an apprentice. And it's just funny to talk to him because there is definitely a disconnect between him and I. Right. You know, and in my mind, like, there's no disconnect between me and a 19-year-old. I still feel like I'm young. Yeah. You know? You are. But then when you, um... Actually talk to one. When you actually oh, yeah, talk when to you actually, Yeah, when you actually talk to somebody that age, you're like, man, yeah, this is different. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like things you think they're just supposed to know, they don't know. Yeah. You know? Um, and they're not even ashamed of not knowing. That, I think that's what really, like, brought it on to me. You know, like, we might be talking about a particular rap artist or something, and he don't know him. And he's like, nope, sure don't. And he got no shame, and like <laughs> you know, like he don't even feel like he should know. Him, what know? What did your brother say? He's not your brother's not nineteen, but it still made me feel some kind of way when he was like, "Oh, he saw Ludacris on TV." Right. And he was like, "That's the dude from the Fast and the Furious." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's what he knows him from. <laughs> I was like, no. But yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. All right, love. Obviously, that's those relationships, those situationships, marriage, engagements, breakups, and the makeups and everything in between. Mm-hmm. The pursuit of happiness, you know, that job, that hustle, that money maker. At this stage in life, the our generation, I feel like me and a lot of my friends are still trying to figure it out. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think this generation is like in a hurry to grow up too. You know, yeah. and it's probably not just us. I'm sure there are other generations the same way. But um, we were definitely in a hurry to grow up. And everybody wants it all. You know, and social media has a big thing to do with that. We kind of touched on that before. Yeah. Um, How you see things and you are wondering why you're not doing those things. Right. Yeah. You know, but social media can be deceiving. You know? And for that reason, I'm on a hiatus right now. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, so like I said, we're going to switch up the format. Of course, we're still going to keep our best and our worst stories. We're still going to debate with each other. (laughs) But 
We just want to change it up. So, this week's life moments, being homeowners, oh, the joys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely been an interesting journey. John and I have been in this house since January of last year now. And yeah. I know when we were looking for a house, we were kind of like, we know we have money to get in the house, but we're planning this wedding and kind of maintaining the house is a bit of a worry. So we definitely were looking for like newer homes just to kind of have less maintenance things to worry about. Right. right. Yeah. Not to say that I knew that like nothing can go wrong with a new home, but it's just less likely yeah, I, yeah. The other day, I was in the kitchen, and I saw, like, two or three ants. Like, no big deal. <laughs> it's ants. Like, they're everywhere. We we live right in front of woods, so we see all kind of creatures all the time. And then in my mind, I was like, okay, yeah, I need to sweep, mop, I'll take care of it. Later, I come back, and, like, three ants has turned into more ants. So, <laughs> I was like, this is a problem. Uh, so, and also likes hysteric, but she don't like to kill them. I'm just curious, like what what are, what are they doing? What are they? Have you ever watched an ant like? Do I'm not curious thing? about any insect in my house. Okay, what I gotta use to kill it? It's gotta die. <laughs> well, I'm good with that. Like insects should absolutely die. But have you ever watched an ant do its thing? Yes, but that's not. It's fascinating. <laughs> if you say so. Anyway, so that was a fiasco in itself. So now we're like in Lowe's looking for. Ant killer and weed killer because we got weeds and we need to maintain the grass. It's just. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> you know, that's my fault, but for one, I had to maintain the yard in my parents' home for a while. I mean, me and my dad did it together. But when we first, um, when they bought their first house, we had a pretty big yard. And so my dad bought a riding lawnmower at the same time. And I had used push lawnmower before, you know, cutting my grandmother's yard and stuff like that. But, you know, I kind of got spoiled. Because I was able to use the riding lawnmower all the time. And then once they moved, it was the same deal. You know, we got a newer riding lawnmower and a smaller yard. So it was real easy to cut. So when I finally moved out on my own or, you know, with my friends, we got a little bit bigger yard. But yeah, we don't have a lawnmower. And so at that house, you know, the two, years, the two years that I lived there, like, I never cut the grass. <laughs> and the only time that I was responsible for the grass being cut is when, like, one of the neighborhood kids walked up and was like, hey, I was trying to see if y'all want y'all grass cut. And his price was so cheap that I was like, yeah, run it. You know? <laughs> but outside of that, Jason would cut the grass most times. And Will would sometimes. So they would go borrow. Jason would go drive over his dad's house, put the lawnmower in his trunk, <laughs> the trunk of his car. Oh, my gosh. And drive over there and cut the grass and everything. But it was like, they never complained about doing it, I guess, because they were used to doing it at their homes or whatever. And so it never became a problem. Like Nobody ever said to me, hey, John, dang, you ain't going to cut the grass. Mm. You know? And so that's just the way it was. So then after that, we moved into the apartment. No, no grass to be cut there. No grass there. Concrete and, jungle. Uh, and then now we have our home, and it's like, oh, man, now I'm responsible for, like, this yard. And I've never been fully responsible for a yard. But anyway, so, I mean, that's my fault. And I've, I've been saying to myself that I need to really get on it and, you know, kind of dive in. Because I would like it to look nice. I don't want my home looking thrown away or trashy or whatever. Well, you've had other projects going on, so I wouldn't necessarily just say that's your fault. We both live here. I come from a household of all women, so there was no man to cut any grass. I cut the grass sometimes. I'm very capable of cutting grass, so I wouldn't like to say, oh, that's just your fault. Like, we both could do better about keeping the yard up, but, you know, that's why you hire somebody, so. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> but we also, um, when it comes to that pursuit of happiness part, we also like trying to not spend every dollar we make. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, I think certain things, you know, if we can do it, if we can do it, and let's do it ourselves. So on top of these ants and the yard, which we're fixing these things, now we have this refrigerator that's been malfunctioning since September, but we've just been kind of like working through it. Yeah, because luckily the type of refrigerator it is, it still allows us to have a refrigerator and a freezer, even though it's not fully functioning. Right. So we've just been working in dysfunction, like no problem. But now it's getting to the point where it's hot outside and... We need <laughs> full refrigerator space. We need yeah, a working like, refrigerator and we yeah. need full refrigerator space, not just this... Like, it's, it's, it's like a quarter of a normal refrigerator size. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like a mini fridge that yeah, we're operating. Yeah, we're literally operating out of a mini fridge. <laughs> so yeah, so now we're trying to buy a new refrigerator. And on the day that we decide to go get the refrigerator, like we finally gonna get a refrigerator, then the air conditioning unit goes out or there's an issue with it. Not that it goes out, but we're both sitting here like hot. Mind you, okay. <laughs> when this when this particular issue came up, I was downstairs asleep. Okay. We were both asleep. I've been working really hard lately, you know, I was tired. Okay. <laughs> I was asleep. I wake up and I wake up I'm like, why am I so hot? And Dasha's like yeah, it is kind of warm in here. <laughs> so, I've been asleep, you know, so I don't really know how hot it is. You've just been down here chilling in this heat. So, I'm like, yeah, it is kind of warm. <laughs> I was like, no, there's an issue. You know, I go look at the thermostat and it's like, I can't remember what it said, but it said something like... 78. Yeah, 78, 79 degrees. I'm like, yeah, something's wrong, you know. And so, I go to investigate or whatever and the condensing line outside, the outside air conditioning unit was frozen. And I've seen that happen before. And when that happens, you know, there's no um, coolant flowing, so it doesn't cool your house out, cool your house off or whatever. So now I'm like, oh, God, I got to get this thing to thaw out, you know. So now I'm, like, thinking about, like, why? What what causes that? You know, I'm like, I know low Freon could cause that, but I know we had somebody fill the Freon up, so it shouldn't be low. I know we don't have a leak, but we shouldn't, you know, it's a new unit. And so now I'm, like, trying to run through these ideas of, like, why this is happening. I'm like, I know it's been really hot outside lately, but I don't think that should be happening, right? And so I jump, um... While I'm thinking about this, I jump online because, I mean, naturally I do that. If there's help for me to, to use or to have, you know, I'm all for taking advantage of it. Um, yeah, he's very much a do-it-yourselfer. Word of advice to future homeowners, either be handy yourself or have someone handy in the household. And if you if you don't have either, have enough money to pay some people to come <laughs> yeah. do things. And so the funny thing is, like you said, I am handy, right? But these are things that I've never had to deal with. Just like I've never really had to deal with, you know, being responsible for a yard. Mm-hmm. you know certain systems in his home i'm not used to having you know being responsible for myself right and so come to find out it was just the filter needed to be changed you know filter had got clogged up and that can cause that to happen right and i just had totally forgot you know totally slipped my mind i mean i knew you had to change the filters in in your furnace but i had no idea you know it just totally slipped to change my mind. what they say every three i mean every three months every three months yeah, saying every th- yeah. So, <laughs> right. well, I, thought, I thought it was like six months or, you know, six months to a year or something, yeah. but obviously I was wrong. Right. But I actually just had this conversation at work not too long ago because somebody else was saying they had to change their filter. And I was like, man, you know what? I need to change mine. So like, we've been in this house a year. Mind you, we've been in there more than a year now. You know, but at the time we had been in about a year. It's like, we've been in that house a year and I hadn't even changed it. I need to go do that, you know. But I came home, never thought about it. You know, totally slipped my mind until this happened. So, you know, this is just a part of that whole getting adjusted to being a homeowner. homeowner. Right. Yeah. 
you know, in everybody's lives, we have so much, so many things to deal with, whether it be our work, our personal life, our hobbies, or whatever it may be. You know, and once you become a homeowner, it's just like that's another. It's another job. Right. Well, it's another. Yeah, it's another, it's another area that another like area. takes some of your focus. You know, you have to put some of your focus in, but it's not a problem. You know, I welcome the challenge, and since Definitely. I am handy, you know, these things are not like killing me to do. I was just sitting here like, dang, it is kind of warm. John's out because he kept going back and forth outside and inside and he wasn't really saying much so naturally I'm a worrier I'm sitting here thinking the worst like okay we mm-hmm. just bought this refrigerator like <laughs> <laughs> now we got <laughs> air conditioning problems yeah but the joys of being a homeowner like not to speak against it it's just like these are things you have to think about yeah. so anyway did you have any other life topics John that came across your radar this week that you want to touch on? What else about life? I don't know. You know, yeah, I do have another one. Okay. Um, <laughs> feeling old. You know? <laughs> and the funny part about me feeling old is like, I don't really feel old like on the inside. Mm-hmm. I really just feel it on the outside. And it's not because I'm incapable. It's just I haven't been doing the required maintenance to keep me feeling young. Oh, you know, I haven't been going to the gym or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I had um, last week I work in the construction field, most of you know that, and although lately most of my work has been indoor work and office spaces and tenant spaces and stuff like that, um, last week I actually had to go out to another job site, which is a ground up project, and so we're digging ditches and putting pipe in ditches. Right. You know, um, I've done a lot of that work um, before I started officially doing electrical work, and even when I first started, that's what we were doing, Um, but it's been a while since I've had to do that, you know, and it's just funny because I remember last time I had to do that, which was probably, you know, four to five years ago. Um, it was easy, mm-hmm. you know, like had all the energy in the world, jumping in and out of ditches, slinging dirt, throwing shovels around, you know, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. And now I've gotten a little older and I haven't been doing this kind of work. Muscles aren't really stretched out. Those joints is wearing out, you know, cause I'm getting mm-hmm. older, you know, and I could definitely tell the difference between four or five years ago when I was doing it and today. And so it's just, uh, that's one of those life moments of like, yeah, you know, I really got to do something. I need to. Uh, start stretching out and you know running and getting in the gym i gotta do something yeah you know just to get my body back feeling like i'm used to it feeling um i've always been what i would consider kind of like limber or nimble for my size Mm -hmm. you know and i definitely don't feel like that right now and so i kind of don't feel like me (laughs) so i definitely got to do something doctors have been trying to encourage me to do something anyway but i definitely got to do something to get back to that back to being who i feel like i really am yeah, I'm mad that I just heard about this little bike ride event last night. I can't remember the name of it, but... It's, you don't have a bike. Well, we I'm sure they were renting them out <laughs> or whatever. But basically, it was like a five, six mile... That doesn't sound like very far, or does it? I don't know. Mm. It was like a six mile bike ride. It was at night. Um, but like a bunch of people came out in costumes and lights and everybody just rode their bikes on this little path and they shut streets down in Atlanta. I was like, that would have been a lot of fun. I wish I would have known about it before mm. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I would definitely like to do more stuff like that for sure. Gotta stay active. For sure. And especially if like, you know, now that we're married, it's important for us to stay active not only for ourselves but for each other very much so i definitely agree with that that's how you keep that keep that spice in it you know keep that love going in the relationship yeah i know i'm gaining weight and 
I'm like, look, you ain't even got to tell me. I'm. You ain't got to tell me not to tell you. I think every man knows that <laughs> whether you think your woman is gaining weight or not, even if you're positive, you know, last thing you need to do is point it out to her. <laughs> well. I'm pretty sure she already knows. Some some women don't know. Some uh, whatever. Some, you, you some heard, women y'all don't. heard the high-pitched voice? You know, <laughs> you know what that means. Some people, some women probably don't come to, like, terms with it. No, I think that some people, and I, I'm not even going to say women, some people want, or some people want to believe that it's not as bad as it is. Yeah. But I don't think nobody is just, like, oblivious to it. Okay, that's true. You know what you're That's like. true. You know that's what true. Saying? That's true. Not as bad as it is. That's, right. a, that's a good one. I would agree with that. Moving on. So, speaking of looking good for your mate, on to the love section. I guess... You should go into this one because you can probably set it up better. All right, so without I don't have names. without dropping names. I'm dropping everybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Anyway, these, the people involved in this story, you know who you are. I don't have to say names, um, but no, I have a very tight group of friends. I don't have a whole bunch of friends, but the ones I have, we are very close, right? And so we're so close that our significant others or you know long term girlfriends and things like that um, also become close with the whole group. So, when we hang out, it's like just a group of friends hanging out. It's not like me, my friends, and my girlfriend. It's just like me and my friends. Right. You know, you just fall into that group. Right. So much so, like, I, would, I wouldn't even have a problem with Dasha going out and hanging out with my friends if I couldn't be there for whatever reason. Right. You know, we're that kind of close. So, we have one particular friend whose excuse for not hanging out as often with us is he didn't want to be around a whole bunch of couples when he was single or didn't have anybody or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so, you know, I'm just like wondering, is that like a legitimate excuse in this situation? Because when we're all together, I don't feel like it's a bunch of couples. Right. I feel like it's a group of friends. Because in those same situations, like I could come to a gathering without you. Yeah. You can go to one without me. Yeah. Some of our other friends can come by themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's never like a, that's not an issue. Yeah. You know, so if I could go somewhere by myself, or if I could hang out with them by myself, and there be two other couples there, but there's me and our single friend. Mm-hmm. You know who you are, single friend. Yeah, they're never <laughs> coupled events. It's not like, let's double date or let's triple date. It's like, let's go out. Whoever feels like going goes. Majority of the couples don't even necessarily act like couples when it's in the group setting because it's... Yeah, or it's not over the top. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, you get it. I don't want to elaborate, but so you wanted to know if you feel like that's a legit excuse. I think it can be a legit excuse. Mind you, we have a friend who usually does not have somebody with him. The Mm -hmm. fact that there is one person who is usually by himself, I think kind of eliminates the excuse, right? But that doesn't discredit the fact that your friend may legit feel like he wants somebody, and all these people have somebody, and he doesn't have anybody. So, this same friend, though, I don't think <laughs> ever had a problem hanging out with people when he did. Hanging out with single people when he did have somebody around him. So, that's what I'm like, is it? Is but that it's really always it is? different when the shoe is on the other foot. It's always different. I guess. I'd be interested to hear, like, what some of our listeners have to say about it. Like, what, their, what are their opinions? Yeah. Can they relate to that? Like, not wanting to hang around their okay. friends because they're single or don't have a boo or whatever at the time? Let us know. Tweet yeah. us. Instagram us. I'm curious. I'm curious as well. We're looking for date night suggestions, you guys. If you could come up with something for us that's under $30. 
<laughs> Next section. I am all ears. <laughs> I feel like you're about to get flamed for uh, that question. <laughs> Under thirty dollars? Yes. Get out of here! You, you can't be serious. I thought I was like the free date guru, but I've been out of the game now for a while. There's no way you really meant that. Yeah, I'm dead serious. <laughs> okay. If y'all got some, yeah, I mean, we are looking for date suggestions though. I don't know about the under thirty dollars thing because I don't think there's much that falls under that category. Yeah, we did a class one, class one time. I'm starting to like not be big on going out to eat and going to dinner and stuff because unless there is some sort of show associated with it, like I feel like it has to be more than just sitting down at a restaurant and eating. There has to be some experience accompanied with it. That's the problem that I have with your thirty dollar budget. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, I want some show and some experience, but I only want to spend thirty dollars. <laughs> Sounds like you need to stay on Groupon though for like the types of things you're trying to do. You need to be waiting for the deals to come across and just any little thing that looks interesting, go ahead and buy it. We need to go do it. Yeah, but you know how I feel about Groupon. I don't actually. Oh, I'm not I don't I'm not really crazy about Groupon because I've seen what it does to businesses. What you have on Groupon is a bunch of people looking for a deal, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. People go to Groupon to look for a deal. What Groupon salespeople typically try to sell business owners is you want people to come try you out. You want people to, to test you out for the first time and become recurring customers or tell their friends about it and stuff like that. I don't know if I were a business owner that I would want the people always looking for a deal. I want people who are really trying to be customers and come back and tell their friends and all these other things. Does that make sense? Kind of. So I think it really depends on your business. Like the glass blowing thing, I don't see anybody doing that more than once unless they're really into glass blowing glass. And we did get that on Groupon. But like, unless they really wanted to learn how to um, do glass blowing regularly or whatever. I would do it again. Probably not the same class, but if they offer like different levels, like where you can do more than what we just did, yeah, I probably would be interested in doing it again. And I can see myself telling other couples about, oh yeah, we went to this place, so-and-so, and did the glass blowing. That was cool. You should check it out. Mm -hmm. I don't think that just because we got it on a Groupon and they might not be able to, that it means they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody told me they really enjoyed something and they got it on Groupon, I wouldn't necessarily not do it because I couldn't get a Groupon. So, where I think it doesn't work is for services like Place by J5. Well, that, and that's what I was about to ask you. Go ahead. I wouldn't put your services on Groupon because, again, people looking for Groupon are looking for customizations at a discounted price. Or okay. at, a, at a low cost. As a business owner, if you want to put your businesses on Groupon, you have to really think about how much you need to make to profit, and how much you can afford to lose. You know, I think it's different scenarios for different businesses and how it works or whatever. Yeah. For restaurants, I think they're the ones who usually see the the worst turnout with Groupon. Do you think so? Typically, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. You've worked in that industry. I was going to say, back when I sold advertising, that's the business owners just had such a bad taste in their mouth about Groupon when I was trying to sell them something similar. Mm-hmm. And that, and that was what they said. I think you got to be careful about how you manage it, like what you offer. Mm -hmm. If you can't afford to offer $20 worth of drinks for $10, then that shouldn't be your Groupon. Right. That's why I said you have to really think what you can afford to lose. And, yeah. and so if I did it, you know, I would be doing something where they come get this service for a discounted price, but it's still a profit. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'll be thinking about. It. And like I said, I probably would also, since I offer multiple different services, I probably would rotate what my Groupon was. A lot of times you be on Groupon and it's like, there's 25,000 of these left to be bought. Mm-hmm. And I understand some of those businesses are really large businesses, you know, but I probably would be doing stuff like 100 of them. When that 100 is gone, I come back with something different. Do 100 of those. That one's gone, come back with something different. Yeah. That's probably what I would be doing. That way I feel like I can get more of my services out there, give people a taste for everything that I do. And when people, like I said, when people see that one thing I did, they don't come back. But that thing's not a group plan, but something is, so probably still entice them to come on here. But, you know, everybody, I'm sure, has different opinions about it. Yeah. I know uh, one, of, one of your friends actually loves Groupon. Yeah. Lives and dies by Groupon. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not knocking it. I just, that's just yeah, my okay. experience with it. So John and I had a conversation last night about people just kind of always talking about what you don't do and only bringing up the things that you don't do. Yes, yeah, kind of the way of life in our society. Yeah. I don't think that that's ever going to change, but... I think if you think about it, you know what I'm saying? If you become aware, like, because that was a real conversation where I was like, okay, you don't ever take the trash out. And he was like, but I do other things. (laughs) 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 It doesn't matter that you're a good husband and you're trying to get your business off the ground and you worked outside all week, but I'm still going to get mad at you for not taking the trash out. On the one hand, you'll hear like, okay, those are all the things you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be a good husband. So like, you don't get kudos or credit for that, but I think you should. Right. Because I know how it feels. It doesn't feel good to not be noticed for what you are doing and only be... Noticed for what you are. I mean, what you aren't. Spoken to about what you aren't doing. You know, I would just, like, encourage people in their relationships or even friendships. Just don't always hone in on the negative. Yeah, man. I feel like I was, you know, being crucified for it. I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not all that bad. I mean, I have my shortcomings. But, uh, <laughs> You're terrible. This really, you know, this really could be worse for you. You, know, you could have done a lot worse than me. Honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> That's all I was trying to say. You talked about, you know, trying to get the business off the ground and all that. Yeah. Having to do with it. Yeah. The pursuit of happiness. John is almost at his first thousand or he's there. No, I'm there, yeah. All right. He made his first thousand. Woo woo. Bring out the bells. (laughs) Ow. I'm about the bells, but, uh, you know, it's cool. It's only cool. Yeah, I mean. A thousand dollars doesn't sound like a lot of money, but it is. It's a big deal, I think. (laughs) To step out on the limb and, you know, try, try this thing and have people to just, like, trust you and your abilities and trust you with their vehicles and all that, you know. So, I think, yeah, I think it's a big deal to see, like, when I made, like, $50 on something, like, yeah, that's cool. But I think $1,000 is good to say, you know, I got $1,000 profit off of this. Yeah. And, it's, and I've I made more than $1,000, but had you to invest to... money back into it. Right. You got to buy right. materials, equipment. Right. Exactly. So the thousand is just like, yeah, like actually mine. Yeah. So I mean that feels good. I'm I'm glad. It's funny. Um, our friends were over here this weekend, and I actually had got a call while one of them was here. I think that I missed, and so I was listening to the voicemail, and there's somebody trying to get a quote for a job, mm-hmm. and he's like, man, he's like, you really um got this got this thing going steady, you know? Oh, you for us? He's like, yeah, you really getting a lot of work off this, and I was like, yeah, I mean it's cool, you know, it ain't been a whole lot, but it's it's been kind of consistent, you know. I had one big job that we got finished up this week. 
He was like, yeah, it seems like you got it going good. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's been somewhat steady. You know, we had, like, a boom, and then, like, kind of died for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it got kind of steady after that. And it's interesting because since I do have my everyday job, I kind of try to manage my workload with the Lace by J5 stuff. Yeah. You know, because I'm not quite at the point where I can leave my regular job alone. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to see the workflow coming in because I think once I get it to be a little bit more steady, that will be a conversation that you and I are probably having. The good thing about me being a part of a union and being a union electrician is that I can take a break from this. Yes. You know, as long as I pay my dues, I'll still be a union electrician. I'll still be able to go back to work for a union contractor. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if the Lace by J5 thing does get to a point where I'm like, baby, I think, I think we can afford for me to take a couple months off doing electrical work and you know see what happens here that i have the option to do that and if it works then great if it doesn't it's not the end of the world i can go back down to the hall and pick me up a job and so i mean that's a benefit one of the benefits from what i do um and like i said once this gets a little bit more consistent i'm sure that's a conversation that you and i'll be having eventually yeah i think every industry should have unions like there should be unions for advertising because i would love to do something like that just be like can i just take a break Put this on hold. I don't know. I mean, it's it's really good that you've really found something that you are don't enjoying all quite work like that. And, no. and love. I'm talking about the vinyl wraps. I know, I know. Doing something that you really like and that you really enjoy. I know for me, I've never been about chasing money. I've always been like... Especially about, I was at it, y'all. People who have money don't have to chase money. <laughs> you might make a good point. Yes. I think <laughs> the absence of money... It has shown me the value of money. The value of money. You need to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> the absence of money. Will just... show you the value of money. Yeah. Right. But my dad tried to tell me that when I kept trying to leave my last job to break into the industry. And he was, and I'm like, it's not about money. It's not about money. And he's like, you should stay. You make good money there. And I'm like, it's not about the money. Like, I got to enjoy getting up and going to work every day. Like, And then she realized that she didn't enjoy getting up and going to work for no money. <laughs> I'm not saying it's no money. <laughs> no, it's not no money. I'm messing it's, with you. It's not no money, but it's it's less money. But now that I ha- have found something that I like doing, I need to figure out how to be better at it and be great at it so I can make the money off of it. Absolutely. I know you want like 50 cars and like a 50 car garage, but... Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I need 50. You know, like 48, 47s. I probably could be comfortable with like 10. You know what I'm saying? Because they probably would rotate a little bit. You know, I probably wouldn't keep everything forever. Yeah. I probably got like, let me think. Right now, it's probably only one car. It's not even a car, it's a truck, surprisingly enough. It's probably only the one Bentley car. Truck? Heck no. <laughs> It's probably only one car that I would like have that I say, you know what, I gotta have this. Two. Okay, two. Oh, it's, it's one old school car. There's one truck. Because I would say, I gotta have this and I gotta have it forever. But everything what, is, else, what is the truck? Everything else can go. It's not a Bentley truck. Of course not. No, why, <laughs> why do you keep saying that? What am I, a rapper? Yes. No, it's not a Bentley truck. <laughs> well, what is... You're not gonna tell me. It's a Hummer H1. Oh. Slantback. Those yeah. of you who know, they only made like 30 or so slantbacks a year. So they're like the rarest ones. But um, yeah, I'd have to have that Hummer. You know, as a kid, I wanted to be a paleontologist. And it was my dream to say, like, you know, I'm going to buy me a Hummer. That way, when I go out on these um, digs, I can throw the dinosaur bones in the back of the Hummer. It's big enough to carry it. Or 
or you could There's just no get or, a. That's uh, no, that's it. There's no or. That was the plan. What's the Toyota? A FJ? A FJ. Or you could just get an FJ. That's nothing like a Hummer. It's not even close. It's like a box. It's square. It, it doesn't matter. It's not about the shape. You're so offended by my comment right now. I think everybody will be. <laughs> Anybody who's remotely in the cars. <laughs> I actually like the FJs. Jen knows I love her car, but um, I thought it was cool as hell when I met her. She's the first person I actually knew who had one. Because it doesn't remind you anything of a Hummer at all. But no what shape, you're, form. What you're missing is that the reason I wanted the Hummer was before the functionality. The FJ does not have the same functionality as a Hummer. How do you know? It's not just about the shape. Have you ever driven one? Yes, actually I have. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I'm the car guy. What do you mean, how do I know? Do, I'm just messing with you. How do you know? Continue. But anyway, so like the Hummer, I would have to have that and keep it. So that's one spot in the garage. So now I'm down to nine, right? <laughs> so then my favorite old school car will have to be... Uh, a body cutlass, so like early seventies cutlass, like a seventy one cutlass, four four two. I probably have to keep that one too. So you know, I'd be down to eight cars, but those eight can rotate. You know, Benzes, Bentleys, Lamborghinis. Um, you know, the occasional muscle car, probably. But all that stuff can change. You know, all that can rotate. I'm mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. So yeah, eight car garage. You know, maybe I can rotate seven cars in there. The last parking space I use for a couple motorcycles. Yeah, I'd be good. Okay. Well, like I was saying, John wants like ten cars, but all I want, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't need the fancy stuff. All I want is to be able to travel. That's the only part of the lavish lifestyle, the life of the rich and famous that I want. You gonna spend just as much on them trips as I'm spending on these cars? (laughs) If you had the money, yes, you would. Okay. If I had the money, yes, but. I've got three continents down. I'm getting there. So for the best and the worst, what's the best and worst part of home ownership? The best part of home ownership is being able to come home and being and like just like unload, like unwind. I don't care what you say. Like I've come home to a home that I was renting. I've come home to my parents' home. I've come home to an apartment. And none of those gave me the feeling like when I come home to this. Like even when I'm just like pulling down the street, I hit the garage door button. Five. <laughs> hit the garage door button and the garage is coming up you know I see my bike in the um in the garage and I pull in you know as I'm pulling in I'm like looking at the yard even though it's full of weeds <laughs> and I'm like you know I'm looking at the mailbox and just looking at the house you know checking things out I'm looking at the neighborhood and it just gives me this sense of accomplishment and pride and I'm just like yeah this is mine so like getting getting in after a day long day of work and just being able to like unwind sit in my chair or whatever I decide to do to me that's the best part being able to come home. Mm-hmm. Best part of home ownership. The worst part is when <laughs> when something like your AC stops working and then your wife is thinking that it's the end of the world. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and even though this situation was, you know, simple and I wasn't worried about it because I knew it wasn't nothing that was like big or expensive or nothing like that. Even before I figured out what it was, you still kind of have that pressure like, all right, I got to figure this out because if I don't, she's going to like flip her wig, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, pretty much. With worrying, it was, it, you was, know. it was coming off. The wig was halfway yeah. off the head. You know, just with worrying about what to, it is. Ready to flip. But yeah, so worst part about home ownership is just the, um, you know, the extra being on your toes, you know, to kind of watch all that stuff and be prepared for it when it happens. Yeah. I think that's probably the worst part. But the good definitely outweighs the bad, I would say. I'm a firm believer of like the Sims effect. 
Which I don't know if you ever played The Sims. I did, but only when I was babysitting, so I don't remember. So The Sims was. Again. I remember mom... thinking of it as like playing dolls. Yes, my mom was really big into the sims and she got me into it and the interesting thing about the sims is like they would react to the things that you bought them and the things that they did like that you set up for them to do so like if they had a crappy job they'd be crap they feel crappy when they came home from work mm. you know if they had a crappy house they'll be upset about having a crappy house <laughs> you know but when you bought them the banging stereo system and the brand new tv or when you got them the nice high paying job or, you know, got them a friend or a girlfriend or whatever, it made them happy. Uh, right? When you mm-hmm. build their house up, all that. And I'm a firm believer that that's like true. Yeah. Just having a home, whether it's a, a big, huge home or something normal like ours or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, I think that it just makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, the home that you come home to, the car that you drive, you know, the job that you do, all those things play a role like in your mood and everything, your everyday life. Yeah. And so, this has been a nice boost for me as a Sim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. Yesterday, I was kind of like dragging you out to the furniture store and the appliance store. And I was like, I know I didn't really want to buy anything, but I did kind of want to buy anything. And I think I was just looking for a mood booster. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, the reason you say you were dragging me, I don't feel like you were dragging me. I just be worried about stuff like that because like, I like the window shop. Yeah, you don't. and I don't. I mean, so, not if you be like trying shopping. to go window shop, I'm like... <laughs> Especially on a day we know we're not going to spend no money. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm like, well, you know, we might spend a little money, you know, but mm-hmm. like, we knew we might spend no money that day. <laughs> nah, I do not believe, I do not believe in window. That is the devil. <laughs> so I'm just like, man, what am I setting myself up for? You know, like going window shopping right now. This can't turn out good. Yeah. I think for me, the best is, I can't remember what my best was. I know the worst is the male like outside of the things that you you just said i do think having a home is like having a third person in the house you know you never know what could go wrong like you gotta go to the doctor or you're you're sick the house could get sick you know what i'm saying like (laughs) it's you know the unexpected is expected so outside of that i would say the male so our workroom i just cleaned up our workroom right and had trash bags of stuff from the workroom but it wasn't full like it was maybe like halfway empty the other half was male like <laughs> mm-hmm. i just emptied, like just grabbed all the junk mail and i just like threw it away and yeah i mean we could throw that away on a long basis i mean we used to be really good about that but um, well, I'm, I'm a hoarder. I have no denying in that. Like, Definitely, because you got stuff in your safe that I'm like, she got like uh, d- a Wendy's receipt in her safe. <laughs> what are you going to do with this? The day I throw that Wendy's receipt away is going to be the day Wendy's call me and be like, yo, we was going to offer you like $10,000 if yeah, you had that receipt. I bet. <laughs> Golly. Like, yeah, you got crazy stuff in your safe. <laughs> But, I'm just gonna start throwing this away periodically. You ain't gonna notice. So I would say the junk mail that is a nuisance. The best though, the best I think is the ownership itself. I just watched a coworker get a job in Chicago. I don't know his financial situation and how he's paying for everything. Like I don't, I'm not in in the details of all that. What I do know is he found a house in Chicago, put in an offer on that, is preparing to get that. And he just sold his house, and I believe he's gonna use some of the money from his house to get into the new house. And like just watching all of that come together and see him transition from home to home, it didn't sound like it was easy. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it's just having that 
home that he can use to get into another home, mm-hmm. I thought like that was pretty. Yeah, know, just having an example of that. Yeah, yeah. having an example of that, right? Um, I thought that was pretty cool. So the ownership itself, see our name on the tax assessor's website. What about the um, Jehovah's Witness? Asking his parents' house. Oh, no, that was the police officer. Oh, the police that. officer. Yeah, the cops came to our house one night because it's a long story. I set off an alarm by accident and didn't even know it. Police came to the house or whatever, and he was like, is this your parents' house? I was like, no, sir, it is not. But that was a bonus. That was a win for me. If I was a sim, <laughs> that would have been one of those high moments. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a compliment. Exactly. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? Life, love, the pursuit of happiness. Just make sure you dedicate enough time to each. That's what I would say. Amen to that. All right, well, I'm Dasha. I'm J5. And we are Tripping Tripping Over Over the the Broom. Thank you for checking out Tripping Over the Broom. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tripping Over the Broom and Twitter at T-O-B underscore podcast for more information about upcoming episodes. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. Subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes and SoundCloud. Any questions you would like us to answer or topics you want to discuss, send an email to trippingoverthebroom at gmail.com. Until next time, it's J5 and Dasha, and we're Tripping Tripping Over over the the broom. Broom.